You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country. You can change your name. You can wink your blank. Your blank. I messed that up. You can wink your blank. <laughs> you can wink your black hole at the whole world. Sounds so sensual now. It is. But nothing. Nothing. We'll save you from fucking up the intro. <laughs> no. All right. Welcome to the watch list. Holly brought in Slurpees. Sugar high, y'all. For real. She naked <laughs> under that trench coat. I'm not taking it off. It's warm. She all about it, about it. Plus, I left my sweater in the car. I mean, I do have a You really on. are naked under there, aren't you? <laughs> Damn, dog. Oh. I am naked. Look at that, guys. <laughs> I, swear, I swear it was not intentional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear it was intentional. <laughs> man, you think it's still a weekend, bitch. It's Monday. <laughs> oh, man. So, dude, Notre Dame burned down. What? <laughs> the church. In, you didn't read about that? Did that happen today? Yeah, Notre Dame. Okay, because all day I'm at work. So. <laughs> right. Well, actually, Jason came home and he was like, did you see that? I'm like, what? He goes, Notre Dame, the cathedral. It burned down. I'm like, what? So immediately my crazy mind goes to it's because of the black hole, because CERN is trying to kickstart the apocalypse, and this is a sign of the coming of the Antichrist. Is immediately boom, boom, boom what my thought pattern went to. And I'm not crazy. But maybe yeah. I am. But that's seriously what my mind went to. I'm like, CERN, you motherfuckers. You Satan-worshipping, time-hole-ripping motherfuckers. I mean, the black hole, for God's sake, is called the Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Has anybody seen that movie? Oh, yeah. That's the one where they go so far out to the reaches of the space that they sort of break the space-time continuum and they're in hell. I feel like you're preaching right now. Seriously? For real, for real. But we'll, we'll get to that I later. good times were coming. That's what the prophet said. Well, yeah. Satan is always a good time. <laughs> I feel like I'm living on the edge. Right. It'll be the last of the good times. One last hurrah. <laughs> where Satan comes and sets his ass crack down on earth. Mm-mm. Anyway, so how did how did how did it catch on fire? There was talk of them doing renovations. Um, so it could have had something to do with that. But mm-hmm. that just sounds like one of those, hey, it's a weather balloon, look. I think it's a paranormal event. I really do. I know I sound mad crazy. And years from now, when I'm a best-selling author, people would be like, listen to this, like, this chick's crazy. Yeah, well, at least I own it. <laughs> For real. At like, least I, I have best-selling author. <laughs> I always think about that all the time. It's just like, people are going to listen to these tapes later and be like, oh my God, she was like this? No, I'm bitch, I'm still like this. I've always been crazy. <laughs> like, I have never denied that. <laughs> I write comics. So was anyone in the building? No. Well, not from what I understand. Not from what I understand. So if it, let's let's speak sanely for a minute. Let's say it was renovations. It could have been 
I don't know, a cord, a wire caught on fire to a tool, you know, whatever. But seems crazy to me. But <laughs> um, but let's get back to that. How was your weekend? That was um, New York. New York was nice. I I went there for my birthday and a girls' trip, and uh, most of the girls had never been there before, so it was kind of fun to show them around. And we went to a lot of different bars and restaurants, shopping, that kind of stuff. Um, the weather was really nice. It only rained one day, you know, which is to be expected around this time mm. in New York. I just pictured good. a montage of you, like to the Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> intro. <laughs> Pretty much, that was my throwing my hat up in the air. Mm-hmm. Some asshole steals it. <laughs> hey, in New York. <laughs> but um, there was one part where we were walking in the Times Square area, and you know how crazy busy it is right directly in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And so we turned down one of the side streets, and this guy had a. Uh, like a three-year-old child and it was walking behind him and he was just like walking like he was on a mission not even looking behind him <laughs> and my kids or my kids my friends have <laughs> <laughs> my friends have kids and so of course they go into um you know mother instincts and and I, they're like oh my god like wh- why is he not holding your hand this is Times square new york like that kid's gonna get stolen right. so then um my friend yells hey asshole hold your kid's hand <laughs> <laughs> he looks behind and he just grabs a kid's hand and keeps walking well seriously <laughs> has he never seen in plain sight <laughs> he's gonna be one of those dads it, like the kid kind of looked lost a little bit was just walking you know two steps behind him he was just looking directly forward, not even looking back towards his child. I'm like, maybe he was trying to get it, that child stolen. I just watched a movie like that. I can't say what movie because it'll be a spoiler, unless you guys are going to plan on going to the theater and seeing a movie anytime soon because it's in theaters. Right I thought now. you were about to be like a movie called blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, damn, that wasn't giving it away in, at all. <laughs> no, it's in theaters now, and I don't want to say. Well, like, I can't say it. I can't because there's probably people out there who want to go to movies. Um, but that happens. <laughs> People are like, listen, I just can't handle this. Like, I hope Children. that the police find them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> One voyage. <laughs> I hope someone finds your ass. <laughs> She's going to spit out her drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you call the cops. <laughs> Like, man, what's the emergency? You, you guys gotta take this kid. Listen, I just can't act. Listen, I'm just not feeling it today. And, uh, no. I don't think I'm gonna be feeling it for the rest of my life, really. <laughs> Me either. Uh, you know, I'm batting O here. <laughs> and, like, it, we laugh about that, but it is a sad thing that some people, like, if that was an option, they totally would. They'd be like, listen, I this this is not for me and I feel bad, you know, like they had a, a kid, you know, outside their means. Uh, but, um, I wonder if there is like a later adoption. If yeah. you can, well, it's fostering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But usually I, most time you hear in fostering situations, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I am playing the violin over there. 
<laughs> it's for the kids. <laughs> Is there a chalkboard nearby? <laughs> Just run your nails down it. <laughs> it's, it it's a sad violin for the children. <laughs> ah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want me to mute her? I'll do it. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I can't even think. But no, usually with fostering, it's it's you heard um, that the household wasn't fit for to raise kids, so then they took them away and they put mm-hmm. them into a foster home. But I never really hear about. I just didn't want my kid anymore. I mean, people probably wouldn't admit that, right? <laughs> so right. Well, well you, you know what? That. Because we have state programs now. You know, we have things like welfare where we didn't have things like that in back in the day. And it's funny because that was um not funny, haha. But I was telling my therapist <laughs> that um about my dad's upbringing and I was like, yeah, you know, my dad, I I don't know like something I always look back and I'm like it's weird that my grandmother put my dad in foster homes. Like he was in and out of foster homes and she was like it's not weird actually for that time um when you hit hard times like you couldn't like you were out of work or um you just didn't make enough money that you had the option of putting your child into foster care temporarily. It was almost like, like, hey, I can't take care of this child right now. And then you got back on your feet, and then you took the child back. Hmm. And like, I had no idea that was a thing back then. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, no, it. I don't think it had anything to do with your dad and, and you know his mom's relationship. You know, because I'm like, oh, that's something that he would never go into. She goes, he didn't really have to because that's just the way it was. Hmm. I'm like, huh. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. But so other than people trying to get their children stolen, New York was pretty good. National Geographic presents Can't Cope in the Wild. What did, why did I think you'd be like National Lampoons? <laughs> New York vacation, stealing babies from the street. Twist. Everyone has to be in bikinis, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Taking kids away from unfit parents. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your child's hand, damn it! I think the funny, the funniest part about this whole thing is that we're laughing about it. Ah, oh, shoot! Everybody gets quiet. <laughs> I'm not laughing. You were laughing. Uh, so, how was Philadelphia? Philadelphia was great. Um. It's uh we did the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con, which is ran by um one of the promoters, Stan Kanapka, who writes um one of the best selling comics for our comic company, Source Point Press, the rejected. A lot of you out here there have probably heard about it because issue one has completely sold out. It's probably one of the fastest fastest selling comics of all time. And good luck finding a copy unless you pay a hundred dollars on eBay. Um but uh, he always treats us like gold. It was a great show. I got to see the Nora Volume 1 trade. It looks good. Sold a lot of that. Um, I gave a panel on, you know, which is like a seminar, called Good Luck With That. It was about how to sell indie comics to a new landscape of stuff enthusiasts, Funko fanatics. And it didn't go as well as I expected, but then people afterwards said I was being too hard on myself. Like... As soon as I got up there, and I think it's because, not because there were a lot of people, because there were only six, but that because it was that intimate and there wasn't a lot of people. 
So I'm like, okay. And I was supposed to have a moderator, which was my friend Jason Clark, and he didn't show up. And I'm like, all right, so I guess we'll get started. And my mouth went as dry as the desert. Like you can hear my lips like <laughs> like trying to like part as I'm talking. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. I have no water. Oh, my God. And they were recording it. I'm like, oh, shit. But you know what? Practice makes perfect. It was the first time giving that seminar. And I think that was a perfect test audience. But the one thing that sucked was the 10-hour drive that I got in at 6 o'clock this morning just to see Jason off to work after, like, I was telling Kate, DJ Kate is on with us, by the way. DJ in the house. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I need entrance music or something, like a little scratch. <laughs> Where's that thing we always that? press? Mm. Uh, Casey, oh, oh. play the violin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I took the lid off again. Oh, uh, I have one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, DJ Kate scratching it. <laughs> I'm fired. Scratch it like a DJ. Um, I'll fire myself. It's okay. <laughs> but but yeah, so I was telling her that, okay, so we drove down in a bus van that was used originally because there's a pole in the center for handicapped people to be transported from their home to church. Like these churches would go pick them up. So we ripped out one of the back seats um, in order to have all the room for our stuff, our giant display, our books, our luggage, blah, blah, blah. Well, it was five people. So there's still a small aisle in the back seat or like a, a an aisle seat. So it's Elizabeth, me in the center, Rich Bloom, and then in the passenger, it was uh, Levi and Devin, you know, drive. Excuse me. So, and the mountains are winding and I'm slamming into people and I'm like I can't sleep like this I can't so imagine if you will like look at a, a bird's eye view of this whole scene I'm in the center in the back I reach my leg underneath the seat to see how far back it could go and then I left it there put my other leg there and I crawled and got on the floor of the van turned onto my back so my head is now the perspective of like upside down to the driver and the passenger right in between them. And they look down and they go, what are you doing? And I go, dude, I can't. I can't even. I'm going to sleep on the floor of this bus. That is how I'm going to spend the rest of this trip. And I did. I slept on the floor of the bus <laughs> the whole way home. And uh, so, yeah, I slept all day. And here I am. <laughs> I showered in between there, so. <laughs> Thank God for that. Proud of you. God bless America. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that was that. But uh, Holly, you said you had some topics. Girl, you know I love topics. <laughs> um, so we've talked about Alexa before and how I find it personally creepy because, first of all, I hate robots. Second of all, I think that it's a government spy tool. Well. Uh, Fox 2 actually just covered that, indeed, Amazon workers are listening to Alexa reports. Called it. <laughs> they are taking um, hours of uh, audio and they listen to it. Um, they mark certain one ones for security and privacy uh, 
such as if you were to say your credit card information or other forms um, of personal like security, social security, things, things of that nature. Um, so they say that this is still private though. It's their, they have these people sign a, um, let me see exactly what it said. They have them sign a, like a terms of agreement. Yeah. When they work for them, they, they can't share any of the personal information. Mm. Amazon treats their employees like crap though, to be honest. So I don't trust them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, well, I don't trust anything anyways either. I mean, I really don't trust robots either. Why would you want a robot in your house? that's just always (laughs) listening to you. Like that robot knows if you fart, it's weird. I don't want that in my life. No one has ever seen a James Cameron film. That's what it is. We need to bring back the Terminator. Uh, Well, there's the what the fourth one coming out pretty soon. Everyone, pay heed to the Terminator. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) a little announcement, everybody, (laughs) to the Terminator. Anyways, back to our scheduled programming. Uh, (laughs) So the workers who range from uh, contract to full time employees reportedly have signed non. Disclosure agreements and listen to up to 1,000 audio clips per nine hour shifts. Jeez. Although Amazon reportedly has procedures in place for when potential crime con- conduct is heard, two workers in Romania told Bloomberg that they were told it isn't Amazon's job to interfere. Huh. <laughs> in other cases, the workers said that they use inner. Internal chat rooms to share recordings they find amusing. So they actually share between each other things they find funny that you're saying. Um, Like listening to porn. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. When workers come across a background conversation about personal information like bank details, like I said, they're supposed to make the audio file as critical uh, data. And they make a statement saying that they take security and privacy of all their customers um, and their personal information seriously. Yeah, of course they do. They take it <laughs> right. so seriously that they're going to record it and keep it. They said this information helps train their speech recognition. I can't talk today. Recognition and natural language understanding system so Alexa can better understand your request. Wow, well, that's sure- a lot of practice. <laughs> I know. I thought. Mm-mm. A thousand, you know, audio clips per <laughs> nine-hour shift. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we already knew that there was people listening. We figured our phones are now. It's just right admitting now. it, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, we could be talking about Nikes, you know, tennis shoes, and then all of a sudden, a banner ad for Nikes tennis shoes pops up. I'm surprised that they're not allowed to interfere if they hear anything about a crime. Because then they have to admit to everything. Like, okay, how did you know about that? Well, now we have we have to break the non-disclosure agreement. And we have to blow the whistle on ourselves and say that, well, we've been listening the entire time. Well, the non-disclosure agreement is for the company, right? Right, for the so, employee. Yeah, it's not like, it's not really to protect the, the, well, it kind of is to protect the consumer, but it's more to protect the company. Mm-hmm. So, 
I wonder if the police could contact Amazon and say, um, we are investigating a murder. Uh, Alexa was used in this household where we think that someone was killed. Do you have any footage on that? Would they have to share it? I don't think they would. Depends. I mean, if it's the FBI, maybe. You know what? I feel like I remember hearing about a case not that long ago where something did happen and Alexa did catch a woman being murdered and the police were trying to like get Amazon to release the audio. I, don't, that was so, I can't even remember when that was. Maybe I should get an Alexa just to protect me so that <laughs> once it gets out that like you're always being listened to. Dun, dun, dun. What I would like to do is I want an Alexa in my house for a week. And I want to just provoke it. Provoke it. Like I want to <laughs> like keep talking to it. And I want to say, I know you want to say something right now. Speak. You know, like, like you know how, like, you're talking to a ghost. Or you'd be like, if you are here, give me a sign. And then, like, the lights flicker or something. I want to provoke the Alexa for an employee to finally go, yeah, it's me. Would you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there is a way the employees could, like, talk back to you. I know. That's what I'm like. Like, can they make Alexa say things? That would, yeah. Well, hmm. I don't know. Because I her responses are, like automated responses i think maybe huh so many questions so i don't think that's an employee coming on and going oh sure i'll play kiss from a rose by seal like (laughs) (laughs) every time alexa does something wrong it's an employee doing it on purpose (laughs) right right that's how i get my joy in life (laughs) That that would take a lot of like, that would take a ton of people <laughs> typing out and whatever. Like, to... You wanted to listen to Slayer, right? No, man, I wanted to listen to Celine Dion, Slayer, <laughs> Thanks, playing now. I don't want these motherfuckers in here listening to this cheesy pop music. <laughs> like, Slayer all day. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Slayer all day. <laughs> I hate you. So now you get Slayer all day. <laughs> <laughs> now playing Raining Blood. <laughs> it's not even the real song. It's just a woman going. <laughs> Here's the remix. I wish. Here's the remix. I wish. I wish to be like Alexa. Sing me a song, and it'd be like, what? <laughs> Alexa. Please sing me a song. I can't oh, sleep. <laughs> like, so little John. What? <laughs> Tell me a story, Alexa. Okay. Well, <laughs> Doggy, tell me a story sounding like little John. <laughs> did, I just, did I just call Alexa little John? <laughs> little Alexa. Oh my God. Now I, now I want a little John Alexa. <laughs> Alexa John. <laughs> it's like they don't have the track for some reason. Um, play Get Low. Um, <clears throat> Let me from the window one. to the wall. Who the hell is this? <laughs> to the window. I'm trying the best the I can wall. over here. Like, cut me some slack. You paid for this service. Now you're going to get it. <laughs> this is the best customer service you will it. ever receive in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! 
So, um, to carry on the robot theme, because, you know, how fond I am of robots, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was dying <clears throat> laughing after I read this. People are so lonely now, and they want to dirty talk with robots through text messaging. Yeah. It, at this, um, I guess you could call it an app. I don't know. It's called Slutbot. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Casey, like, <laughs> he's like, why did you do that when I had stuff in my mouth? Slutbot. <laughs> I think it's more the way you said it. Like it's called Slutbot. 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 You need to text Slutbot. That is S L U T B O T two. B O O T Y. Like you have to message the number four one five six five zero zero three nine five. You have to text the word Slutbot. Is it free? Um, standard messaging rates apply. So I think as long as you have regular text messaging, you can message it. What? I'm okay. Text slutty I, robot. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I think it asks you if you like more rough foreplay stuff or more like, like. Well, you're made of sensual. metal. How's it not going to be rough? Slut bat. <laughs> Give me that number Correct. one more time. Hey, hold okay. on. Let me see. What's going to charge me? Four one five. Four one five. Six five zero. Six five. Zero. Zero three nine five. Um so it's saying you can also use this to um practice sexting. What's up? <laughs> if you ever feel intimidated and before you actually sex someone else. <laughs> <laughs> like a warm up game. Okay, I just texted it. What's up, <laughs> slut? <laughs> Oh wait! Welcome, wait! Welcome to Juice Box. We we help you have an amazing sex life. Well, thank <laughs> you. Fun. Did you che- did you text Slutbot? I did. Okay. But they call it Juice Box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Juice Box. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. So, welcome to Juice Box. We help you have an amazing sex and love life. We work with intimacy experts to provide the best relationship and sex advice straight to your phone. You can supercharge your sex and love life three ways. Free weekly tips sent over text, personal coaching from vetted sex and relationship experts, um, hidden interactive experiences that we share periodically, and there's a unicorn and a star emoji. To get started, we'll send you a free weekly love and sex tip to help you start making small changes in your sex and love life uh, that can make a big difference. To stop receiving tips, you can text stop at any time. Um, to begin, how old are you? <laughs> oh, um, 33. We're just going to be full. Perfect age to focus on your love and sex life. What's your identity? <laughs> this, I mean, what's your sexual orientation? I just... So from what they this person who made this article shared. Oh, sorry, hang on. Huh. Do you want tips about your partner to be more oriented towards vulva owners, penis owners, or both? <laughs> <laughs> uh, penis owners. 
<laughs> Why does this sound like a Beavis and Butthead episode? Thanks. Uh, <laughs> penis on her. In a relationship. How come it's not doing the slut thing? <laughs> this, is, this is like a survey. I don't know this is a warm-up. Because um, <laughs> this article did show that it was talking to... Um, <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> it did show that it was talking to a robot and it was taking screenshots of the message. And it did say... Let me see. <laughs> well, it's definitely. <laughs> it has a picture of someone undoing their pants, and I was like, here's your love life tips. I'm just going to put slut bot again. <laughs> Where's the sluts and the robots? Which, by the way, love. Um, love, death, and robots. Is that how I'm saying it right? Yeah, that's like my favorite show right now on Netflix. I can't get enough. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh my god, it's all <clears throat> like <laughs> imagine Twilight Zone meets heavy metal, and it they're all animated, um, all by different animators, um, different voice actors. They're all like <clears throat> 15, 20 minute short stories, like science fiction stories. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Go ahead. Uh, it's not saying anything else, but I don't know. How I want to keep putting Slutbot. Slutbot. You're not hearing me. Slutbot. Show me some DX. Hold on. Let me do it one more time. <laughs> I put Slutbot and then I put Slutbot in quotation marks. Oh, there we go. I got it. Oh, is it? There was a code to get it out the slut like bot. You're looking for some dirty talk. <gasps> dirty talk is a he hot and healthy way to communicate during sex. Um, slut bot, slut bot can show you how to sex. Dirty talk over text like an expert, so you can get your partner hot and bothered. Before we get started, how old are you? How old All right, are you? Holly broke the. So slut what you have to code. do is not just text slut bot. You have to put it in like quotation marks. Slut Our bot. team of educators and an erotic fiction writer teamed up to create Slutbot. I want to work for this company. <laughs> now they go through the... Gen- <laughs> what do I sign up? Yeah, so you have to, like, keep keep texting Slutbot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm glad I didn't give oh, up. Okay, you get to choose male or female Slutbot. <laughs> <laughs> Slutbot. Slutbot! <laughs> Girl, I know you're in there. Uh, great, I'll connect you with a male bot now so you can practice sexting. Hi there. I, like this ro- this purple robot shows up and winks. Hi there. I was thinking <laughs> it would be hot to try sexting with you. Would you like to sext with me? <laughs> yes. We're sexting robots, DJ Kate. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So awesome. If you get uncomfortable, you can always say the safe word pineapple to to stop the chat. <laughs> to start over, type slut bot. You forget the safe word. Before we start, <laughs> how do you orange orange? How do you like your sexting? One slow and gentle, two hot and sexy. Slow and gentle. <laughs> two. Okay. Just the way I like it. And there's a volcano emoji. <laughs> I've been thinking about you today. Last night was really hot. Want to know my favorite part? 
oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Tell me more. Uh, I can't stop thinking about the way you kiss my neck. I love sucking on your nipples while you sat on my lap. <laughs> Do you like it when I play with your nipples? <laughs> oh, oh, so, so yeah, has a nipple fetish. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's the slut bot. <laughs> Casey goes. I go to the bathroom now. <laughs> <laughs> we never saw Casey for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Anyway, I'm screenshotting this. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you send it to Jason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is screamer. what's on the watch list right now. <laughs> Holly really hates robots and <laughs> found Casey's sexting them. <laughs> yeah, Casey's gonna have a baby with one. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get a hundred dollar bill. Hundred dollar bill on the watch tits. (laughs) So (laughs) I just think that um, we're all doomed. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I mean, it's gonna come down to. I mean, we got what sex doll brothels? Like real sex is just not going to exist, right? It's just so you got the physical robots to sleep with now. And you have the uh, technology, you know, robots that you talk to for sexual whatever pleasures. <laughs> I just love all the emojis, though. So. I didn't, uh, by the way, I have not in engaged the, after that. In the, be like, Are you still there? Was that too much? <laughs> <laughs> it just starts becoming like a relationship. Right. Hello? Did I ruin it? <laughs> block. You created another account. Why did you block me? <laughs> I love you. I knew this would happen. <laughs> oh, oh, you know uh, Squidbillies? You guys ever? Yes. Yes. Do you remember the one where you get to do a relationship with the um, the navigation system? No. No. You remember that? He gets a new navigation system. <laughs> it's like gets into a relationship with it, and um, then when he's trying to break up with uh, the navigation system, it like runs him off the road or tries to. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's robots. Yep. Yep. Well, now they want to, uh, you know, self uh, driving cars. Dude, you know what's crazy is that. Um, I don't know if I talked about this on the last show that we had. Forgive me if I did. But it's like a good point that my brother brought up. He was like, we really are a slave to the machine. He's like, because, you know, I work at a computer all day. And a computer, you know, it does the work of four people. You know, that's awesome. It's supposed to make your life easier. So what do they do? They give me the work of four people. Who's the slave to who? We are a slave to the machine. Okay, you can do the work of four people now. Here you go. It did not make your life easier. It did not. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you got these people in cubicles now working those 12-hour shifts, you know, all hunched over at the computers, looking at a blue screen. Now kids can't even go to sleep without being given their iPad. They're looking at a blue screen all day long. They go to school. Teachers talk to them. They're like, huh? Just hollow fucking slaves to the machine. I say that, uh... Even though they said that this would be a good thing to practice sexting with a robot before you actually talk to a real person, I think that, no, it would actually have the opposite effect. 
where you would become too hung up on talking to a robot and not want to talk to a human. <laughs> right. Right. You would have... You've got to... I mean, yeah. like, people are, like, video games were the start of it. You know, I don't love video games, but these kids, like, <clears throat> they're not even going outside. They're not talking to other kids. They're totally introverted. They are totally socially inept. And then, you know, like you said, with the sex robots, sex is not even going to exist. Like, I can't have sex with a real person. I can't have a relationship with a real person because I'm addicted to the machine. I'm addicted to pornography. You know, everything is way too accessible. It's just... We are slaves to the machine. Um, so I have another story that kind of has to do with um, technology, but also it reminds me of the Momo thing, but not, I mean, this is supposed to be, they haven't caught this person. And what happened was there's becoming more and more blackmail stories um, on the Internet. And what happens is people who fall into prey thinking that, almost like catfish, thinking that they're talking to this attractive person over the internet and getting attention that maybe they don't usually get. Yeah. And they do something that they regret. And in this case, there was a teenager. His name was, I don't want to say this wrong, but the name was Tavon Tobler. He was 16 years old. Um, was talking to this person that was supposed to, supposedly female. You know, they had, I think they exchanged, uh, exchanged pictures and such. And then one day the girl was saying, you know, you should send a video of yourself, like a sexy video. He did it. After that, just intense blackmail targeting him. If you don't give me this much money, I'm going to blackmail you and send this to every person that you know. I have this against you. You need to give me all your money. Mm-hmm. It's a teenager. He's 16. How much money does he have? Right. <laughs> but he does. He sends over, I can't remember how much money it was. Uh, and, I mean, not a lot, but, you know, and as much as he had. And it didn't stop there, though. You think once they got their money, they would leave him alone. But no, they were like not enough like you need to send more and he's like this is all i have and pretty much he blocked the person on the internet they came up with more screen names oh my god they came up with more phone numbers like they came up with more stuff and just like messaging 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 and and different phone numbers different phone numbers and came to the point where it was just like you should kill yourself i'm never gonna leave you alone you should kill yourself he committed suicide (gasps) oh And the police found this, and uh, they can't track this person down because it's. I think it's from another country, just like the Momo thing. Oh my god! So this is becoming more and more popular, especially with teenagers yeah, and such. Just blackmail. That's... Yeah, they said this is extreme uh, aggressive. I guess this happened in another instance uh, too, with other people. So these people are are doing this in a really terrible. He should have went to the police right away. <laughs> Yeah, but he was a teenager, and I, I mean, anybody, not even just teenager, when you're in a situation like that, all you can think of is your reputation. Yeah. Right. It's I'm like, never going to be able to show my face, you know? Right. The new thing is going to be like <clears throat> having high school counselors go in and give seminars and be like, listen, this is the new thing. And in the event that something like this happens to you, like, you know, 
we know what it's like to be a teenager and to be, you know, sexually active and all this stuff and be curious and et cetera, et cetera. If you need to come to us in private, even like there is absolutely no judgment, but you need to tell someone that this happened, you know, like the local authorities, what have you. And the hard thing is, I mean, he's dead now and they still can't do anything about it. Right. So if you were to go like, what is there really that, that they can do? Well, that's the hard thing too. I mean, not saying that you should commit suicide, of course, but it's just, it's sad. It's very sad. This is, this is terrible. <sighs> and this is probably the first in many stories we're going to hear like this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, similar to Momo in the sense that it was somebody who um, was telling people to kill themselves and being uh, really vicious in that sense. Um, obviously, Momo didn't ask for money. But sad that, you know, someone gives everything that they have and still it's not enough and you just want them to kill themselves? For what? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you got humiliation out of them. You got their money. What else do you want? You just want people to kill themselves so that you can have some weird sick joy. Oh, there joy. he is, too. He's 17 years old. Oh, wait. Is he the one who... Um, who Devon, jumped to his T-E-V-A-N. Did he jump to his death? Um, do they have a name on that one? Uh, oh, no, this is Daniel Perry. This is another... This is a different one. Um, well, wait, this was in August 2013. I know this is... Oh, old but closed poisonous website safe family of cyber blackmailed boy teenager 17 jumped to his death after being trapped in online plot uh, the family of the boy who killed himself after he was lured into cyber blackmail plot have called for ac- action against poisonous social networking sites he was targeted by a gang who threatened to send compromising images of him to his family and friends unless uh, he paid them he was also targeted by trolls on the controversial social networking site ask.fm who urged him to kill himself in disturbing echo and recent uh, spat of suicides of young people. Um, the apprentice mechanic jumped from the fourth to- road bridge in Scotland less than an hour after the gang told him he would be better off dead. Oh my gosh. So... Four men died by suicide in a year after um, sextortion blackmail. This was in uh, 2016 in Ireland. So this has been going on for a long time. Four um, men died by suicide last year after being blackmailed as part of a growing cyber sextortion racket. International gangs of organized uh, criminals are targeting more and more young men by luring them into performing sex acts on webcams. Um, oh, my gosh. A 31-year-old man was charged in connection with the webcam blackmail of co-Tyrone teenager Ronan Hughes. The 17-year-old died by suicide in 2015 after being tricked into posing, uh, posting private images on social media. <sighs> this is, wow. Yeah, because this one says, on September 18, 2017, Tevin, Tevin? Tevin? Tobler, 16, took his own life after he was tricked into sending an explicit video of himself. A female or... Someone posing as a female had encouraged Tavon to send a video. That person, now believed to be based in the Ivory Coast, used that video against the teenager and demanded money from him or risk having the video shared and his family being harmed. 
But even after sending money, the person or people extorting him wanted more until they finally encouraged Tavon to kill himself. Investigators search, um, served search warrants on Yahoo, Snapchat, and Western Union to try and find the person responsible. The case was traced back to Africa and the Ivory Coast. Um, the lead investigator learned that the same scammer is responsible for a second suicide in France during an, another extortion attempt. But because authorities cannot extradite people from the Ivory Coast to America to face criminal charges, the investigation ended with no arrest. Highly frustrated, um, the, the investigators were. <clears throat> and... Um, Seems like you could almost be like an individual person who just has like this sick thing where they want complete control over someone's life and just psychologically torture them to the point where they can push them to that. Right. right. It's like it's not even just about the money. They're it's like, like okay, a power the money trip too, but in the yeah, their end game obviously is just to have people kill themselves. Yeah. Because like, they're like try to get money from them, and then after that, it's like okay, now I get whatever. Now just kill yourself. I'm going to torture you until right. Yeah. It's sad. How can they even attempt to combat this? Like, they're going to have to try. They're going to have to start hiring really pro hackers to just be like. Because, it, you know, now it's what, what it's saying. Like, well, we think we have them, but we can't extradite them from another country. Right. So it ends there. Right. Yeah. Because they can't do anything outside of their, that jurisdiction. Outside of their jurisdiction. <laughs> There has to be a loophole somewhere that they're they're probably right now between the FBI and the government. Just like, listen, we need to find a, a new division, even a new law enforcement division that this, this can't go on. This can't. But in the meantime, it's going to take schools and counselors being like, look, if this happens, you have to tell someone. And you can tell us in private, there's no judgment. Sex is a real thing. We understand that. You know, do not kill yourself, you know. Yeah, I'd start with a lot of awareness. Like, right. a lot of awareness. Right. It's the best you can do. Like, hey, if you're going to make this decision, make sure it's someone that you actually know personally. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Because in, especially in high school, when you sex an image of your deck or something and like your face is in there like teens are ruthless as it is but then imagine a cyber bully yeah because i mean back when we were in high school uh social media was just like a small little thing it wasn't even to where it is now because we didn't have you know we didn't have Facebook and all that. We barely had cell phones. We were writing each other notes. Right. We were we were writing each other notes and putting other people's names on them, fake names, right, to not get caught with what we were saying. But, um, yeah, it was it was not like that at all. So, it's a scary world. It's a very scary world, and I'm so scared for these teenagers. You can't make one mistake. Right. Right. I mean, back then we used to hear like, "Oh, so and so." I heard that they did this, but you never really knew. Right. Unless, you know. Shoot. Just like if that ever happened, like, oh, look, this is so-and-so. Like, because the thing is, would they have really have done it? Like, what That's about the other thing is, like, how would they, how do they know that this person really killed themselves? I, I meant the person who's in Africa who was blackmailing them. Right. 
And yeah, because also, like, how. That's the thing, too, is that has any. I wonder if this. Anybody has ever stood up to these cyber bullies to be like, um, yeah, go ahead and share it because you don't know anybody that I know. Like, what are you going to do? And they probably won't do anything. But, yeah. I mean, that's slim to none. But it's like, okay, well, they put it out there and, you know, what if that kickstarts your porn career? Like, <laughs> Casey, looking on the upside of it. I mean, really. Like, I mean, we're about to be 18 anyways. Your bot porn career. <laughs> right. I mean, like, the, I mean, and it's 2019. It is 2019. Sex is sex. Cyber sex is cyber sex. I mean, we see so much already. And the fact that it was you, like, touching yourself on a webcam, like, in 2019 and then five years from, it made him five years from now what the attitude about it is going to be is going to be like, so, I mean, you see one, you see them all. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be that big of a deal. But in a teenager's mind, of course, well, even in my mind, they'd be like, oh, my God. You know, I don't want yeah, anybody to see that. if you woke up and you're like, some video of me is out there that I forgot about. Right. You know, say if you had a video. And you're yeah. like, and someone's threatening you to I don't think I tried it. to deny it that it was me. Like, I just be like, yep, you know, mistakes happen. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. This is they, awful. They do that with, you know, like I said, they do that with um, hackers um, get people's personal information like emails and send out emails that say, oh, I have this video of you. I hacked into your, because um, I got that. I got an email saying, um, this used to be one of your passwords, wasn't it? And it was. Oh my gosh. Uh, it said, I have a, a video of you. I hacked into your um, webcam. You must send me, this literally happened to me like a couple months ago. You must send me this much money or else I'm going to send this to every single person in your contact list. Like they acted like they hacked it. And it was a, it was a password from a previous email. But I, so I was Googling it because I'm like, this ain't, this is not real. And first of all, I don't think, you know, <laughs> I don't know. So I Googled it and it said that that's one of the biggest scams is that they will hack into a website that you've gone to that you've used that password in. Mm. And I remember um, a Yahoo account. I used to use that password and it did get hacked into and I couldn't use it anymore when I was like a kid. When I was like 14, 15 or whatever when I first got the internet. And uh, they take that information if they hacked into one of your things at one point in time and they can send out mass emails and say, Oh, this is like this is this person's uh, old password. You know, send all all these me- emails of each individual password and make you believe that they hacked into your webcam. And these people, so a lot of times, will send money because they're scared. Yeah, I mean, because you figure, well, I'll just throw money at the problem. Like, they said, yeah, and they they said on um, when I was reading way. it, they said the police said, you know, don't respond to it at all. Don't even message it back. No. Mm-mm. Just ignore it. Don't engage. Because if you engage, I'm sure it's going to make it worse. Right. Oh, my gosh. So. They got to do something. I but, mean, yeah, I'm when I first look at it, I'm like, what? Right. I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah, what that was my old password. Be. The hell? And someone made me scared before because um, this girl said, oh, my boyfriend, he's uh, really good at computers. And honestly, if he really wanted to, he could hack into anybody's phone and look at their webcam. And I'm like, that's a scary thing. 
Right. And so it made me worried about laptops and uh, phones. And then when you get those emails, you're like, what the fuck? I knew this day was coming, but I don't think that's real. So fuck you. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta not react. You gotta think about it for a moment. Calm yourself down. Right. And, and know that. Because <laughs> that's what they it, want. They want that initial shock. Of, yeah. That was my password. And instantly you feel vulnerable. Yeah. And if it takes money to not make me feel vulnerable anymore, then I'm going to throw money at the problem. Right. Yeah, that's because you're like, what did I do in my <laughs> like? Right. I don't, think about all these stuff. Like, did I do anything bad? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm I'm really really looking forward to them getting an answer. I'm just wondering what that answer is going to be. But um, yeah. Um. So yeah, I it's crazy, and I feel so bad for this. <coughs> This um, boy's family. I mean, to lose a child like that. And they said he was an athlete, like an all-star athlete. He was an honor student. Um, He was just a really good kid. There was a picture of him. He looked like a really sweet, nice kid. And uh, it's just tragic. Mm. Do you have have any stories? Um. I did have one, um, and I totally lost it. I, I was going to go a break, but DJ Kate walked out the door, so. Um. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, I have, like, um... oh, so by the way, you gave me, for my birthday, Casey gave me um, the um, Unsolved Mysteries Best of box set in I have been glued to the TV since I started watching it. <laughs> oh, did you watch them? I haven't watched them all yet, but I'm on the second one. Is it, It's good, though. Yeah. Oh, and then cool. that's when I start Googling it. And I'm like, dude, every time Casey talks about something or brings it up in any way, it just becomes a thing. And uh, like last time, Casey just pulled out of, the, out of thin air, like randomly. Hmm. I wonder what's going on with R. Kelly because we haven't heard about anything with him lately. And that was right before they were about to air the R. Kelly, um, the whole scandal and the women's point of view with his, the the women that have been, um, that testified against him. And um so I thought it was kind of funny, not funny, sorry, but I thought it, it was interesting that Casey said, hey, I wonder what's going on with R. Kelly, almost like a sixth sense, like something was about to drop. Right. And then she gives me the Unsolved Mysteries uh, box DVD, and then I look it up right after she gave it to me, and it's like, oh, the people from Stranger Things are talking about how they want to take over Unsolved Mysteries and bring it back. And yeah, that was wild. To Netflix. Um, I know that the original host has passed away. He passed away in 2003. And then um, another guy took it over for a little bit, which, not to be mean, but he wasn't a good fit. Yeah, it's weird to recapture something and, like, you know, it was a moment in time. Like, Robert, it was Robert Stack? Yeah. He had that voice that was like, Tonight on 
unsolved mysteries like that he set the tone <laughs> that dark like ooh, this shit about get real did he work for the fbi or anything i don't think so he was an actor and uh i was i was looking up and i'm like man he had a gorgeous wife or his wife i think is still alive she was 20 something years old uh younger than him and um so when he would talk you're like ooh. Something about to go down. Plus, the original music just made you feel like eerie, creepy. Oh and then, gosh! Like somebody commented on that picture of you that of the box set that I got you for your yeah. birthday. They were like, "As a thirty-something-year-old man, that music still scares the hell out of me." <laughs> and then when they redid Unsolved Mysteries, which they actually have some of it on Hulu, which I didn't know till I looked it up. Um, but on Hulu, they have the one, the newer ones with the the newer host. Um, and I don't remember what year that was, but it just it's just not the same. Like the stories are so cool, but the guy he just like talks a little too upbeat for me, and the intro music changed. Like, why oh, did you get rid of the intro music? The intro music was, like, as soon as like, you, you hear that music, you know what show you're watching. And I'm like, why did you get rid of the freaking intro music? Uh, and I thought it was funny because when I uh, saw that they were looking to bring back uh, Unsolved Mysteries by the creators of Stranger's thing, Stranger Things. <coughs> Sorry. The people who were commenting were saying, please do not change the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be the... Uh, that's like a staple. How are we going to change a theme song? Obviously, you have to get a new host because the other one passed away. But yeah, the, yeah. So Netflix, Netflix. We let me just read this whole thing. So uh, according to Deadline dot com, Netflix reboots true crime and paranormal series Unsolved Mysteries with Stranger Things EP Sean Levy. Um, the series was hosted by Robert Stack and ran over 500 episodes between 1987 and 2010 is being refreshed by Stranger Things, uh, Sean Levy and his company 21 Laughs Entertainment and Netflix. I hear Levy is going is overseeing the revamp in association with Cosgrove Mirror Productions, the original uh, production company run by the show's creators, John Cosgrove and Terry Dunn Muir. Uh, the latter sh- will show run... Uh, will show run the series with Cosgrove, Levy, and Josh Berry as executive producers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The twelve-part show will use reenactments in a documentary format to profile real-life mysteries and unsolved crimes, lost love cases, including missing persons, and explained paranormal events. Each one will focus on one mystery. In the original series, actors played the uh, criminals and witnesses, but family members and police were regularly interviewed. Um, so it sounds like okay. Uh, they have been keen to revamp the show for some time and have kept an updated web presence. Uh, we are actively talking to a couple of broadcasters who have shown interest. Da, 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 da. I want to. I want to see if they were like. And we're going to keep the. Uh, no, there's nothing about the theme song. They will though. I I just have a feeling. I have a feeling they're going to listen to the fans. I mean, unless unless for some reason the song you think if you you're buying that name the unsolved mystery whole thing that the song would come with it right right well yeah I mean, the rights the rights of it the, yeah i mean the rights of it right um so yeah better because even all the fans are like 
Okay. First of all, we need the music, the original music back. Second of all, the person who took over after Robert Stack just did not live up to it. We weren't feeling that. Like, nice guy and all, but need someone with a little more dark, a little more rough <laughs> voice who just delivers it. Right. Makes you feel in the moment. And uh, who really brings it home. I mean, you're not going to get anybody like Robert Stack, but right. someone who's a little bit close to it. He lived for a long time, though. He died at 87, unfortunately. It was from um, a heart, it was heart failure due to his prostate cancer. Um, but he was in his 80s. That's a good life. Good legacy. Um, hmm. So, so, while I was talking to you, like, I, of course, YouTube pops up, and I'm like, 10 chilling unsolved mysteries that are now solved. And I want to play it. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm doing a show. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I got to go home tonight by myself. Um, but I think we can go to break now. Yeah. So, uh, when we come back, we'll solve some more mysteries. Like all our atoms had to go through the Hadron Collider so we could form ourselves again. I didn't know you could speak whale. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Speaking of whales. (laughs) Here, let me warm up. Um, At uh, one of my jobs. Um, they play this song, and all it is is like either whale or dolphin song sounds for like forty minutes. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like, (laughs) like repeat. That sounds sounds like that Tim Allen video where he was doing the grunts in slow mo. And oh you're, yeah, you're like it sounds like a haunted house. <laughs> I'm like I'm pretty vocal, so I said I can't handle this. <laughs> I, I can't. It's forty minutes. I counted forty minutes. I literally was in a session, like looking at the clock the whole time, and when it ended, I'm like, "Yep, forty minutes." <laughs> so a client asked you to play this? No, this is just what's on the like. There's a uh, repeated um, so many different. CDs or whatever. Why the hell would someone forty minutes of whale sounds decided was the one to go with today? You know, relaxing. But um, (laughs) I said, I said, (laughs) me and my my weirdness. I'm like, you know, what's the most annoying part is I can't tell if they're happy or sad. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't know what they're saying. I have no idea what that whale's saying right now. (laughs) It's like when you have people chanting. Yeah, you know, like, 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 like I don't know, whatever in that. <laughs> yeah, it's Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a siren. It does. He was going in the toilet. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> his face was going right into a toilet. <laughs> but uh, when they have that chanting music, and I mean, yeah, it sounds cool. But like, we could be 
praising Satan right now. I have no idea what you're saying. Exactly. You know what my favorite is? When bands are at concerts and they try to record like videos of people singing their songs, but you can't understand what the crowd's singing because they're all <laughs> terrible and they might not know the actual lyrics. Right. That's like, I'm so proud to have such dedicated fans. I'm like, they don't they don't know your words. <laughs> right. I like a compilation of all those put together to make just one big unknown song. <laughs> And everyone's so drunk. We're like, that should be a game show. Guess what song this crowd's singing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm drunk. (laughs) Um, Yeah, 40 minutes. And I said last time, I'm sorry, but can I, do you care if I run up front? I got to switch this 40 minutes of whale noises. (laughs) What did they say? They said, uh, well, you know, I don't really care what we listen to. I go, I know it's for me. I do. (laughs) You will care like later on. I said, I can't get into this. And it'll affect my. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, what is your story, Casey? I thought you had a story. I do, but I thought you wanted to talk about one. Oh, no, you go first. That's what I'm <laughs> After here, you. I'm sitting here eating this mix like. She's like looking up. at me like, bitch, why'd you do that to me? <laughs> I have nuts in my mouth and you want me to talk? Casey's over there eating <laughs> spicy nuts. Choking <laughs> <laughs> on my spicy nuts. <laughs> Thinking about. Sex bot. Literally, you walked out and she goes, Man, these are really hot. And she continues to eat them. Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, Work through the pain. I was by myself in a hotel room eating Blaze. I was by myself in a hotel room eating Blaze nuts, <laughs> Blaze burritos. And I'm like working on like a, a script and I'm like eating these. I'm like sweating to death. I'm like, Whoo, God, why am I doing this to myself? It's so good. <laughs> So, <laughs> can't even follow that. Good night. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Give me a glass of water. Some milk. <laughs> I was thinking about um, <laughs> odd things that have happened in history as far as uh, with celebrities. So we have Elvis. Elvis's death was never really solved. Yeah, we've heard about um, overdose on drugs, whatever it may be. But no one really knows the true story because they weren't there. And um, hearing about what Elvis's um, bodyguard said is that he had, and you guys might already know this, but he had three attacks. Like he called them attacks because he would take so many drugs and it would be three times a day. And he would have them um, in three different sessions and he would label them as attack one. Attack two, attack three. So they said that they wake would wake him up like about mm, two or, or he'd be up about two or three o'clock in the morning. That was attack one. Um, seven or eight hours after that would be attack two, and then why later, did they call it attack? I don't know why they called it attack. To be honest, but uh, it was a mix of like quaaludes and uh, some other stuff. I'm picturing one of those like seven days a week, like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday pill boxes, just like. <laughs> Actually, fun fact, pillboxes were made from Elvis. <laughs> Thanks, Elvis. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, Get but... your Elvis paraphernalia. <laughs> Get your attack box. Yeah, your attack box. We, we had a rename to a happier name. <laughs> attack one. I'm caught in attack. I can't walk out. <laughs> So they said on the day that of his death um, that they 
kind of were suspicious of something because he was acting funny and then he ignored all three attacks like he didn't touch them and um then later on at night i think it was about 9 p.m 8 p.m 9 i don't know he went to go to the bathroom and that's the last time that you know anyone ever saw him um and they said well his bodyguard slash friend said that um all three attacks were empty meaning that he took them all at one time and that they think it was suicide because Elvis had to know that taking all three at once would kill him. Right. And they don't think that he would just been saving them up for, you know, any other purpose. So they said that his dad actually um, requested, I think it was his dad, requested a autopsy, a separate autopsy to be done. Because he wanted to see what really was the cause of death. But he would never release it. And he has a hold over it. And it will be released in 2027. So I'm interested if they will actually release that to the public. say, why not till 2027? I don't know. That's just what his to dad requested. To people involved. Just like the whole Kennedy assassination uh, thing, they couldn't release the papers until now. Like they were scheduled to be released. And Trump's like, go ahead and release them. Everybody's dead. I was thinking about that the other day, too. I'm like, fuck, man. Government lying again. But that's interesting. Um, because, like, what what was he being medicated for? He was just being medicated because he was addicted to drugs. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And he needed to have all these, I guess there was a cocktail for, almost for him to like pass out and go to bed and then make, just maintain a certain high all day. Right. Because he said he couldn't function without him. Right. Because he could go into withdrawals and that could kill him. Well, then his friends try to tell him like, you don't need these. And then I guess he would get really aggressive. Right. And at that point in time, that's when, you know, he was overweight and he was spiraling out of control. And then, um. He was, uh, his his friend said he felt mocked towards the end, like people were making fun of him because also he was, he had gone through his divorce and he thought that that was also making it look like he's not perfect and he liked to maintain a certain image. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you think that someone who was feeling down would take all three not at the same time, but would have took it still. But I could see him trying to commit suicide if he was that, you know. Yeah, that's part of me thinks that he wasn't killed. Um, just because, A, like you said, I could imagine depression. Like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to take all of these. Or maybe he just had a really, really bad withdrawal. And he was just like, well, then if I take all of these, like, you know how you think when you're in pain, like in an immense amount of pain, just you're not thinking straight. You know, and you're like, I have to take all of these because this is how bad the pain is. This is how bad the withdrawal is. Like, this is the only thing that's going to work. But supposedly, the one guy said that Elvis called him or wrote him or something and said uh, that it was last he was going to see him. Before this happened, 
So he was kind of saying like, you know, goodbye. The friend was? Yeah, like the bodyguard or the friend or something. He was saying goodbye to Elvis saying that this would be the last time. Like Elvis, I guess, in his phone conversation or letter, I have to go back and check, but said to him, made it sound like this is the last time I'm ever going to speak to you. You know, nice knowing you kind of thing. Wow. So it wasn't Elvis that said that. It was the friend. The friend said that Elvis had said that too. Okay, got it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's. I don't know. I don't think it's documented. Like, I don't. I don't. Maybe it wasn't a letter, so there was no way you could prove. You know, right, right. But if that's true, then I would even more believe the suicide. Yeah, I. I mean, if it came out that it was a suicide, I would not be surprised. That's very sad, but it wouldn't shock me. Right. You know. So, yeah, um, it's crazy because that combination of drugs, even just the attacks, the separately, were such a high amount of combination of all these different drugs that most people, it would have. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell was that? I don't know. That was creepy. But. <laughs> I think it was like another Tim Allen video playing, but it's weird. Like, <laughs> it's, like he, it's not supposed ah, to play ah, when you're not ah. on YouTube. That is really weird. Um, that is really weird. But these attacks by themselves, um, you know, are would mess up a normal person. I mean, they would be out of their mind. Right, and I think that he took these these things three times a day, and then at the end, you know, that's gonna really just kill you as it did. Um, so then the other odd one, as far as celebrities, was Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee, um, they said actually had a a um bad uh, like a allergic reaction to something that was equivalent to like a, a Tylenol. Right. And someone who trained and was young, he was only like 30 or so, <coughs> in good physical shape, it's crazy to think that something like that could take you out. And the other myth is that they said that his house, as far as feng shui, was always off. And in that culture, they believe a lot in feng shui. Right. And that you actually have to have a expert come to your house and evaluate it. <coughs> and if it's off, then you need to do certain things to re- fix it or else you're going to be cursed. Um, or you have to totally demolish the house and rebuild it properly. I believe in that. I know that sounds crazy. No, I, I know. I mean, I don't think it sounds crazy, but some people it might sound crazy. <laughs> so, supposedly, in Bruce Lee's home before he lived there, the previous person who had the house had an expert come in. They said there was some things going on with the house, but one way to block negative energy and to put the house into harmony was to put this mirror, which always 
even after Bruce Lee had it, was um, <laughs> on the outside of the house facing a certain direction, unlike the second floor in between the mir- uh, windows or something. So it stayed there for a really long time. And then one day there was like a, a hurricane or something and the mirror got knocked down. The next day, Bruce Lee died. What? How long was it up there? Um, Even before he lived there because the old uh, homeowner was the one who did the, brought the person in and had this person analyze the house and they were, had come up with this mirror situation. That's crazy. Um, so they were saying that, you know, then, then the son dies and they think that the same kind of curse, the family curse took right. him too. But then again, you know, the, there's the daughter and the mom are still alive. So it's totally not, not totally. Right. So it's, it's it whatever you so believe. Much, yeah. You know? It only has so much weight to it. It could be totally fake. But it's crazy that the mirror fell off and the next day he died. Right. If that is, in fact, what happened. Right. It's a cool story. Either way. Mm-hmm. Sad ending. So his wife was actually interviewed for this. Um, As far as that feng shui and the mirror falling off. and She's like, uh, we don't believe that we're cursed. We believe that we're blessed. They had wonderful lives and it's freak you know freak accidents that um what happened to them and right don't read she's too like, much into it yeah <laughs> she said we uh had my daughter still and i'm still alive and um, right and curses and things like that only have as much power and energy as you put into it so it's like it's like oh um Gosh, well, that woman that was in here, that was the demonologist. And she said... Beverly Fish? Yeah. When you when you defend yourself against spirits or demons or what have you, you know, she said you... Basically, you grab something, like if it's a crucifix or something symbolic of your faith and guard yourself with your faith. She didn't say any sort of specific faith, but it was shield yourself in belief. Mm-hmm. And it could be in anything. And then you are protected. And it's it's a weird concept to think, you know, that in all these religions, we're like, which one is the true religion? You know, but when it comes to evil spirits and demons, it doesn't matter, you know, so long, if you are shielded by your faith, then that, Makes you stronger, them weaker. Like, it still creates that spiritual ba- barrier no matter what God. I'm still be putting that mirror up, but yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Just in case. <laughs> but it just, it, like. No, I, so I, I, I totally It's, it's almost it. like Freddy Krueger, you know? like If, you, the, the, if the, you put so much energy into something and you believe in. Right. And then you could become vulnerable. Like, at the end, she was like, you don't exist. You are shit. You never existed. You are a figment of my imagination. And he just. Yeah. He was totally depowered by that. So I find it interesting on the Unsolved Mysteries, um, there was a story on there that of a boy who had these abilities to see spirits and he started getting attacked by evil spirit. Um, And it became so bad that he started having markings on his body 
And even his mom said, even in front of her, she'd be sitting right next to him. The other sibling on the other side, which this other sibling did not see anything, <clears throat> any private presences. Um, the one son was the only one who could see anything. <clears throat> I can't talk today. And um, so she said right in front of her, all of a sudden he'd be like, ah, and then he'd have the three mark, like three scratches on his arm. Mm-mm. Just midday, sitting there. And, um, you know, she's trying to protect him, but there wasn't much she could do. So then <coughs> they had to get the church involved <coughs> and try to do an exorcism. So they took him to a church and he said that he actually described an like a demonic thing or an evil presence the same way that a lot of people describe it, which is just a like black figure. Mm-hmm. There's no real features to it, but there's this like black heavy presence and you can tell it's not good and it tries to harm them. So in this um, interview, they said that when they start actually being able to touch you as far as make marks on your body, that's one step before they're going to possess you. And that's when you start becoming really vulnerable to them and that they know that they could pretty much almost take you over. Oh my gosh. So they were at the church and he said that the um, pastor was doing the whole um, reciting the Bible, doing the whole, you know, works for um, a, uh, um, what you call it? Uh, oh, oh. Are you talking about like an exorcism? Yes, or? exorcism. Okay. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. That's okay. I'm getting tired, so I'll do it. For an exorcism. And uh, that he said during it, he saw the black figure in the corner of the church just standing there. And then he said he felt a burning sensation in his stomach when they were reciting the um, Bible. <laughs> so the preacher said to... um drink a uh, thing of holy water and then after the exorcism they said it would last a couple times like a couple weeks and then it would return and that the preacher said this will happen sometimes in certain situations and you might have to redo it again right yeah that's like um what was it the movie the right with anthony hopkins the first uh woman that he tries to depossess is a performing exorcism on is this pregnant chick who seems like she's pretty normal, like nothing's wrong with her. And then he goes into this because he's trying to teach an apprentice. Um, he tries to provoke the demon, like to get it to show itself. And she, he was like, uh, what the first sign of a demon possession or one of them is psychic ability. And he asked what was in the bag that he was holding. And it was like, a dollar or a dollar bill. And um, she said, I, how would I know? How would I know? And then she, he just screamed at her like, what's in the bag? And she's like a dollar bill. And then the demon came forward. And, and then when they were done, she just left. Like it was nothing. And he's like, she'll, she'll be back next week. Like we have to keep doing this over and over again. This yeah. is a process. It's not like one and done. 
Well, I just felt really sad after watching it because usually you see something and you're like, oh man, okay, success story. The little boy who's getting tortured and has these marks on his body is going to have a happy ending. Right. Well, um, drinks the holy water, has the exorcism, repeats it, repeats it, repeats it. Ongoing issue. And then at the end of the thing, they're like, yeah, it'll last a couple weeks, still returns, been going on forever, like a long oh, time. Like yeah. years? Yeah. Oh, no. And I'm like, he goes, and then the lady's like, he just takes it in strides now. I'm like. He's probably used to it, yeah. What in the world? Like, uh, I'm like that's the end? <laughs> that's terrible. Like that one um, sleep paralysis documentary, The Nightmare. That one guy, he sleeps with, like, six televisions on in his room because it's the only way to keep the static people away. Jeez. Like, it started with one, then it was two, then it was three, and, like, it wasn't enough. And he's like, now that we're talking about them, they'll probably be back tonight. And I'm like, what the hell? Wow. Creepy. Yeah, so I'm like, all I can think of was, like, I sit there and I'm like, man, feeling bad for all these people and you know, certain episodes. I'm like, poor boy. And he's just a teenager. <clears throat> like, you, how can you have, like, a normal relationship with somebody and be like, listen, this happens every so often. I just need to let you know that. Like, it takes a really patient, understanding person. And God bless him. Right. My gosh. Sad. Well, like, even um, that one 70s TV movie that I always reference, um, the haunting uh, where the family rents that duplex and they had several, several exorcisms because they, the house was dormant. So of course they did renovations to the house and there was a demon in the house that was using four ghosts against the family. And so they had this huge thing where they had tons of exorcisms finally gone. And then they moved from the house after all that, and, you know, everything was fine. They were happy. And then, like, before they roll the credits, they see them in their new house. And you can hear the ghost. Like, it sounds like a soft tornado, like, that kind of thing. And it's just her looking in the distance. And you hear that sound. And, obviously, she sees it. And then it says in the credits, because it's based on a true story, that the demon had followed them. And that... It took several more exorcisms until everything, like, finally went away. But it went on for more than a year. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I'm i just like, how do these people even sleep? Because <laughs> like, uh, even, like, the little, you know, the kid, the boy, teenager. Even when you're sitting next to your mom and this thing's, like, attacking you. Imagine being alone and trying to go to bed. Right. Well, actually, um, when I was in Pennsylvania, uh, I was sharing a room with one of the girls who is a representative of Deepwater Games. And she went out with her friends that she has in Philly. And uh, I had the TV on and one of the lights on because I'm like, I'm alone in a strange place and I have a history of sleep paralysis. Like, And by the time I got to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable. I'm just going to go to sleep. I have like a sheet over my head. Um, people next door started having sex. Like really loud. <laughs> it's like one in the morning. I'm like, you oh, cannot geez. be serious. Like, and it's like, 
<laughs> at my old apartment, I had some neighbors that would do that, and their bedroom was right next to my bedroom. And let's just say the guy involved sounded like a bear. Oh, <laughs> oh my. my gosh. I'm like, is he actually growling at her? Like, what is that sound? <laughs> um, terrifying. You know what? I almost forgot about this. In New York, when we were staying at um, the hotel on the... That was weird. Did that just, like, move? Yep. Okay. Did you see that? No. That just moved. The chair moved like this and the headphones slid down. Right here. Yeah. Could it be the <laughs> air kicking on? I don't know. That strong? Pushing, like... A giant hunk of plastic across the room? Well, listen, I work here. I don't want there to be a ghost here. <laughs> um, that's why we try to switch to happier topics, because we were just talking about really heavy stuff. Um, <laughs> that was really weird, though. That did just move, and I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and it slid down. Woo! Okay. Praise Jesus. Yep. Watch over us. Because uh, so I, I do, so like a lot of times when we talk about things too heavy, I feel like oh, I it, know. it feels like yeah. really. I plead the blood of Jesus over this room. Um, God's got her back. But <laughs> that was really freaking weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I caught that. I wish you would have saw that too. Because yeah, <laughs> in case you're over here like, what the freak? Um, so when we were in New York, uh, I was actually like mm, second or third day there. We were coming back late at night from um, one of the bars and like being quiet, going down the hall. And it's just me and one of the other girls. And then uh, past this one room and they're just so loud. And like, eh, eh. like the girls being just over dramatic over the top. Like, eh. And then faking it. Well, <laughs> yeah. So then I said to the girl I was with, I'm like, I'm like pointing at the door like, can you believe this? I'm like, <laughs> and then I started laughing, and she's like, "Hold on one second. And we like, like stop for a moment. And she goes, "Uh, what'd she say? Oh, baby, oh, baby!" Like she kept saying, like saying weird stuff. And then my friend just like says really loud at the top of her lungs, "Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> you're faking it. You're faking it in there. I can tell." <laughs> I'm like, and then we. Turn around in the uh, corner towards our room because our room was like around the corner. And all of a sudden I hear footsteps. <gasps> and I'm like, dude, we got to get in our room. Somebody's going to yell at us. So then I'm pulling out the key to the room and I'm trying to get it. And it's like one of those like killer scene moments where you're like, put the key in the door. Oh, put yeah. The and key in the door. Work. And you're all like, and you're watching the movie. And you're like, get the fucking key in. You would have opened it already. Right. Like, but, come on. And when I'm doing it, it's like red. Red. I'm like, this is a freaking automatic. Why aren't you working? And the person comes around the corner and oh. I'm like, and I'm like, and they start laughing at me. And it wasn't anybody who was like related to the person that we were yelling at. Oh. And I said, well, good thing you're not a killer because I'd be dead already. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh, yeah. Silly. Man, that put, story put me in suspense. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm still a little I know, freaked out I'm about really that. Like, you know what? Don't put any. I know any, that you guys, you guys can't see anything, and don't put any energy into DJ it. DJ Kate didn't that, either. That's but that's what it wants. Don't put any energy into it. It didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen. It didn't. Nothing it happened. Didn't. Yeah. No. Nope. I got knowledge it because that's what it wants. So. Ah. <sighs> uh, <laughs> you guys got any happier things to end with? 
Yeah, the Nora movie's coming out. I was going to ask you about that, and I was also going to ask about Rotten Tail, because I've seen a lot of um, pictures about the... The premiere? Yeah, the premiere. Yeah. It just came out, and um, um, it looks like it really caught some attention. Yeah, Rotten Tail is... Um, it is about a giant mutant Easter bunny who goes on a killing spree of hilarious proportions, very campy, gory, and gross, stars Corin Nemec from Parker Lewis Can't Lose and Stargate, and... Uh, it um, it it's a lot of fun, and it's written by my friend David Hayes, who of course he works for Source Point Press, and it's based on one of our graphic novels. And we went to the premiere, um, in uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. That was the first premiere. Then there was an LA one, but well, I was at the Royal Oak one, and they uh played the trailer for the Nora film, which is my movie that's coming out in fall of twenty twenty. I'm not in the movie, but it's based on when I saw the words based on best-selling graphic novel um, uh, by Casey Pierce and Sean Seale, I just lost my mind. So, and I had no idea that um, I was being videotaped, not only by like Travis's wife, but Dirk Manning, a horror author. He, before the show, he was like, save me a seat, save me a seat. Hey, save me a seat. And I was like, okay, I'll save you a seat. And he wanted to sit right next to me because he knew it was about to happen. So I got two different reactions. And of course, like I'm laughing and crying at the same time, trying to catch my breath because it, it was just an unbelievable moment, even though it was a teaser. It didn't show too much, but it was really, really cool. And hopefully I'll get to post it soon because we have to worry about like press releases and, um, you know, who gets the drop on what first. But I was able to post the reaction video. Um, and you can find that on my Instagram um, at KCD writes, not as in women's lib, but as in physical writing. Um, and it's on there. It's floating around somewhere. You're going to have to scroll through. But with Rotten Tail, um, it's showing at some theaters now. It's limited engagement. If you have like an art theater in your town um, that shows exclusive limited engagements like that, um, do request that they... Um, start showing Rotten Tail or put in a request for it. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Getting in more cities across the country would be great. David Arquette gave it a shout out, which was super cool. Um, he put it on his social media saying he couldn't wait to see the movie. And of course it's the top 10 most viewed trailers on iTunes right now. And so on David Arquette's Instagram, I'm like, thank you, David Arquette. Um, you know, people can go to iTunes and watch the trailer. Cause I'm trying to get like, Everybody watch this trailer. I mean, it's free to go watch it. So I, it was in the top three at the time. And it was at number two. Then I got knocked to num- number three. Now it's still in the top ten, but it's like eight. Um, and I was like, P.S. Eight-Legged Freaks is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this movie playing right now? Uh, right now, it's at the Howell Theater. Um, gosh. You know, I'll post on the watch list um, where it's showing... Um, but I know for a fact that it's playing in Howell, um, because that's where David Hayes is from. Um, so it'll be there and I should try to put in a request at the main art and see if they'll show it, um, for a little bit of time. But, uh, we are taking pre-orders for the DVDs and they're signed, um, by writer David Hayes. And that is on the source point press, uh, website it's their store envy um so you can order the um, rotten tail dvd with you know special features signed by the writer um at the source point press website 
And um, yeah, and music by Twisted, the rap group from Michigan. Um, see, a lot of Michiganders on the track, and it, it is a lot of fun. When I like, I was watching it with Jason, and it wasn't Jason's cup of tea. I mean, he likes Evil Dead, which was weird because it was very much in the vein of Evil Dead. Um, super goofy, like you've got a general um, fighting this giant mutant Easter bunny with a giant erection um, heads get blown off by ministers and it's in a really over the top fashion and it's just all kinds of ridiculousness. And you can tell that Coronamic like had a really good time with it too. And he must have a really gross sense of humor already. And that made all the difference in the performance. <laughs> and I don't know. I laughed my ass off from start to finish. I thought it was really good. Was, um, um, why is it escaping me? Um, uh, David oh my Hayes. God. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's a, was, an African-American fellow, and he's a, he, he's a good-looking man, too. Was Very good-looking. Who? Um, the, the man who happens to have a giant erection in the film. Oh, I was... <laughs> I, was I, said, I said David Hayes, and you're like, yeah, No, God! Like, <laughs> No, he no. was like my brother. No, it was the man with the <laughs> giant erection. She's like, I'm going to get over the erection part. Um, was David Hayes happy at how it turned out? He was, but there was a guy that fell asleep behind him in the theater, so he was like, I enjoyed it from what I could hear of it. Oh, no. This guy was oh. snoring his ass off for behind oh, me. No. He didn't sell popcorn or something? I know. Although I think he Dude, wake funny. up. <laughs> but no, he, he was happy. And of course, it was directed by Brian Skiba. Um, who's a really nice cat, and his wife did the Nora voiceover uh, in the teaser trailer. So afterwards, she was like, "I did that voiceover," and I was like, "Hell, you look like Nora. Why don't you just play her in the movie?" <laughs> and one last thing, and um, I think well, he did say he's like, "We're gonna shoot it in Milan," um, and uh, I was like, "Oh, really? That's awesome." And so I was telling David Hayes about it. I'm like, yeah, they're going to shoot it in the line. He goes, you're not going. They're going. I'm like, yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. I'll buy a plane <laughs> ticket. Thank you very much. You're like, don't tell me what I'm going to do. When I'm, not- <laughs> I'm going to Milan. You actually said you wanted to go to, um, you know, Italy. I know. I was telling him that, too. I said, I want to go to Rome. What? Like, that was, like, on my bucket list. And the director was actually telling me all about Rome. He was like, um. You know, especially if you're into, because I told him, I said, I'm all about cathartic experiences and I love religious art. I said, my uh, my cousin got me um, a rosary blessed by the Pope and it's still one of my favorite and actually award to the premiere too because I was all dressed <laughs> up like Easter Sunday. So I wore that and I wore a big white hat and white gloves and had an Easter basket for my purse. And um, he was like, yeah, then it's it's definitely worth the visit like to go to the Vatican and um. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful there. I think he said it's not too far from Milan too. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you didn't see it's that. It's like because uh, Milan, I think, is higher up than so it's going to be a, a few hours or so. But I I can't remember. I think it's a little bit of a distance. Hmm. Ah, uh, we'll plan but it. You out. know what? The world is your oyster. Right. Yeah. All right. So I thought it was like way higher up. Oh, it's five hours and twenty and thirty three minutes away. Okay. They have trains that run through there, right? 
you know, you more can... than likely. <laughs> kind of D- DJ thing. Randy you is in figure here, a by way, the way out. You <laughs> and he's uh he's looking up the geographical locations for me. By the way, that seat is haunted. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Before you got Hello. here, we literally talked. <laughs> DJ Randy. We were talking about some deep. Um, demon possession stuff yeah. and all of a sudden and then all, like, is there a dating site I can sign up for about this <laughs> no we are we... not going to ruin your life again <laughs> <laughs> but all of a sudden we were, we were trying to talk about oh, something oh you don't know like... about this okay they made me sign up for a dating site we... for people who believe in conspiracy theories because we wanted to see what it was like on there but not enough to do it yourself now they won't stop emailing him I think the nearest match was what Lansing or something like that oh yeah we yeah. wanted him to go out with somebody on there <laughs> no <laughs> on a date see what they talk about it didn't happen if they like live in their basement and planning they show up in a tinfoil hat yeah um but we're literally just talking about like possessions Demon and, possessions and um the the headphones slid down the microphone and then the chair like, turned it was like, like this yeah, well, i mean the microphone was to be honest it was at like a 35 degree angle and then the chair turns like that. A lot of fat people sit in these, so it's probably broken. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with that, though, because I don't want to be scared when I Randy drive logic is logical. But literally, we were sitting <laughs> so here Randy like... Randy logic for the win. <laughs> everything was... Like, we had been... I was like this a couple times before it even happened. <laughs> like, not even... Like, way before it even happened. We, and then when we were totally still, it was like... Well, maybe all your tapping <laughs> summoned... No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My uh, chance. The ghost next door was like, what's that noise? I must stop it. <laughs> stop your fucking fingernails. <laughs> Golly, Sorry. first it was the slurpy straw and all the nails. Yeah. Can't take I hate the violin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just really weird timing of all times for that to happen. All right. I think we should wrap up. I love that you have the like bandana on your leg. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Listen, this woman slept on the floor of a bus. I did. I slept on the live. floor of a bus <laughs> for ten hours. She's on the way she, home from Philly. She's seen some shit. She's been. She slept some all shit. day. I smelled like shit when I got home. Hey, you showered, and we're proud of you. Thank you. I'm about to go shower again because I can't. I even wash the sheets. Because I showered before I got in bed, and I told Jason, I go, listen, I was a very stinky person. So your bed smells home. like bus floor. <laughs> yeah, I, I washed the sheets. Ugh. Hey, after the show, you should try this uh, Yuzhnufka Blackberry Brandy we've got out in the freezer. One of the guests from ITLD brought it in. Ooh. It's amazing. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, DJ Randy. I guess it's time to wrap it up. Let's go. All right. We got to go. <laughs> uh, I'm Keith Pierce. I'm Holly. Apparently, I'm a DJ. Yeah, and then DJ Kate. I'm DJ too. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Good night.